0: Good Day Brigade, this is Bobby, and today we've got our Tuesday talk for you. Honestly, I feel like we're gonna probably do this more on an audible thing. One, because it actually is a talk, and two, it's just a lot easier than trying to spend several hours writing out a whole thing. And yeah, it it's honestly just a lot easier to verbalize a lot of this. Today, well, We got the one thing you've probably heard more than enough on. And again, we do apologize if you don't want to hear any more of this, and we will not blame you in the slightest if you decide to not listen to this at all. But today we're going to be talking the Trial of Kenosha. That's what we're going to dub it here, because my god. Not only is it provocative as hell, but when you get down to the nitty gritty legal stuff, this thing is anything but simple. Like, oh Jesus. Anyways, let's give you a nice fact for the day. Did you know that more babies were born in the US in 2007 than any other year in our nation's history? And surprisingly, out of all of this, Being married was increasingly less of a factor in this result. The only population boom, or baby boom, if you will, that can compare is that of the baby boomers. Kind of ironic these two groups are fighting now, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, let's get on with the talk. Sorry? So anyways, as we said in our incredibly long opening there, or, well, I guess not that long, but anyways, we're gonna be going over the trial of Kenosha, some legal concepts within it, unpacking the biggest can of worms we have to date, and basically walking through the minefield from hell. Anyways, to get started, let's talk What does self-defense mean in Wisconsin? Well, in the state of Wisconsin, you are legally justified in using self-defense if and only if your life is in imminent danger, you're justified in your belief of needing deadly force to prevent your own death or great bodily harm. Just assume great bodily harm is in all of this, we're just gonna use the word death in particular because it does apply in this case, and we shouldn't deny that. And your belief is reasonable with the burden of proof falling on you to prove that your belief is reasonable and that the individuals that the deadly force is being used on is the cause of that need you can't just be using deadly force on whatever you see so what other things do we have to take into account here well there are things in the United States known as duties to retreat Unfortunately, this, apl- this only quasi-applies-ish, and my god, it gets into a huge clusterfuck, let's not get right into that yet, but what is the duty to retreat? Basically, it says if you have the option to run away, instead of using deadly force, or any force, you have to run. You can't not. Sorry for the double negative, but that's just the case. If you have the option of running, you have to run. Now, in Wisconsin, this does and doesn't exist. You don't have the duty to retreat in Wisconsin unless you're the provocator who provoked the attack, but the jurors are allowed to take into consideration a duty to retreat. So it's not legally the law, but It is something they can't take into their own consideration. Now, you might be wondering, how does the provocator use self-defense? Well, that's the first can of worms we're going to start to open. So... What is provocation? Well, in the state of Wisconsin, provocation requires unlawful conduct that is likely to provoke others to attack. Well... Yeah, seems pretty reasonable, right? So, first question, did he provoke? Depends on when you're talking. Because there are a lot of examples of when Kyle Rittenhouse very clearly met what would be considered the requirements of prov- provocation in certain examples. And there are also points where you can argue that he didn't. But again, this is like very sp- bits and pieces because there is a lot to consider here. <laughs> And, my God. So, due to the fact that Wisconsin has an open carry law, simply having the gun in your hand, carried out, does not count as provocation. Because, even if you wanted to include that it was possession by a minor and thus technically unlawful conduct, One could counter-argue in Wisconsin that you can actually have a gun somewhat if you are a minor and there's a lot of other combinations and things of that in there. But even so, regardless, simply having the gun out in the open doesn't count as provocation because if you were a minor and that you had that open gun, what about you intrinsically being a minor automatically means that it's a deadly threat as compared to an adult? Kind of a double problem there. So, how does provoking as self-defense work? Well, in Wisconsin, provoking cannot be justified as self-defense except when the provocation is based on reasonable belief that the individual is in immediate imminent danger of death or great bodily harm. And yes, I know how much of a contradiction this sounds like. However... Take this example. It'll apply in cases like when you have to respond to provocation, when one responds to provocation with deadly force themselves. Like, say, some individual goes and robs a bank with a gun, and points the gun at the cashier, but in response, the cashier pulls out their own gun and actually says something along the lines of, like, I will kill you or you will die or something like that, making it more apparent that they would actually use deadly force And then, the one who originally initially provoked can in turn claim self-defense and thus meet that force. Yes, we know how much problems this is going to cause, but hold your horses, we're going to get there. So, if you use this as the provocator, There is a very specific circumstance in which you can use the self-defense. The self-defense defense. defense. (laughs) You can claim self-defense as the provocateur on this at this point if and only if the provocateur exhausts all other options of self-preservation and de-escalation. In other words, if you provoke and then someone throws their gun to deadly force and you claim self-defense and you match that force, You better damn well hope that you're not able to run away, retreat, move, defend with non-deadly force, or anything like that. Because if you can do any of those options, without the risk of death or great bodily harm, then it doesn't count as self-defense and you had options. This is where the only circumstance that Wisconsin has a duty to retreat other than maybe a couple other examples I'm not quite thinking of, but again, I'm not going to go and research the entirety of Wisconsin law. That is a lot of work, I am not a lawyer of any kind, and... Well, I live nowhere near Wisconsin, it wouldn't be much value to me. Except for in this particular case. (laughs) So... Why doesn't pointing a firearm count? Well, we went over that. It's about the whole minor thing. However, it's also important to note that the rittenhouse defense argued that there was no intent of deadly force on rittenhouse's part however however this in itself is a bit more questionable to its valid validity namely because you might want to say something like that buddy or i will only cause harm or i will not hurt and kill you but or something there's no way to know what you are thinking from another person's perspective telekinesis and telepathy and psychic abilities, as much as many people want to believe they might have it, as far as we can reasonably prove, are not things. They do not exist. They are not there. However, there are some interesting mental connections, but they definitely would not apply in this case, as they apply with twins, not two complete strangers from completely different states. Anywho, when it comes to that, to argue that you weren't intending to use deadly force, you better have some strong evidence. Or in this case, a courtroom that is a little more lenient than it probably should be. Now let's get one thing down and one thing down right now. This freaking trial was the most ridiculous fucking circus in a long time. Everybody did shit wrong. The prosecution did some stupid shit, the defense did some stupid shit, that judge we know for a fact is a dumbass and some shit. But quite frankly, this is another part of the problem why maybe this trial shouldn't have been held so early. Maybe the emotional connection was a bit too strong at the moment. Maybe having all this shit go on right then and there, not even a... Not really even a year after, just maybe at most a year after this whole thing? What the hell are you thinking, courtrooms? Do you not care about emotions? Because, believe it or not, in the words of It's always sunny in Philadelphia of all fucking places. Emotion trumps reason. That's not to say that a reasonable person can't be emotional and that an emotional person can't be reasonable. Not at all. That's to say, when it comes to considering emotions and when it comes to considering reason, instinctually, people tend to start towards emotion. Reason comes after. Which is kinda why we should have probably had a little more of a delay period. Understandable that those seeking justice or those seeking freedom or whatever would probably be very bummed out by this whole notion. But at the same time, there's kind of a serious reason to do these kinds of things. We can't just go out for retribution or justice or anything like that without first understanding what these things mean. Which incidentally brings us to our next subject. Why in the hell was Kiel there in the first fucking place? Now, you can argue that, well, he can't prove self-defense because he shouldn't have been there in the first place. And this starts to be less of a legal question and starts going into the whole general what-should-have-been-done. And yeah, there's a lot of reason to say this, and personally, even I believe, no, stupid teenagers should not have been there for any reason, and where the fuck were this dumbass's parents? And did they condone this? Because if they did, they're terrible parents. Anyways, it kinda gets into a big clusterfuck here. Because, with Wisconsin's laws, it kinda turns into this whole last man standing idea. Now that's not to say that, oh, once it comes to a whole self-defense case, it's just gonna go oh, down to the whole last man standing shooting out, shootout kinda thing. But legally speaking, it totally could. Because if you remember, the provocateur can use the self-defense defense in that specific circumstance. But just the same, if we keep stacking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and if you're familiar with any sort of goddamn card game that does this, Magic the Gathering, literally any card game, whether it's a trading card game that exists, probably has this kind of concept in mind. It's like a basic point-counterpoint notion. But it gets really fucky when it comes to self-defense, and especially in Wisconsin, because that's exactly how that law operates. It all comes down to multiple fucking factors like that. And it's fucking insane. This is your legal system? Wait, correction, this is any sort of legal system in the modern day and age. It sort of leads to this whole notion of, if you're going to defend, you better defend to kill because you might have to say you were in self-defense. It's kind of leading to an issue where Wisconsin's on an uneasy peace especially between two peoples who might be incredibly engaged to want to face off against one another. And it's especially bad when the law kind of leaves it gray like this, because you basically open up the idea for vigilanteism. Kyle Rittenhouse himself actually went to Kenosha as a vigilante, you could argue, because there is no reason stupid dumbass teenager should have been in Kenosha, Wisconsin with a gun. Because he's a stupid, dumbass teenager. Yes, and he was a minor too. Remember this. Because the initial charge that was dropped was possessing a firearm as a minor. Because firearm possession is not illegal in the United States in and of itself. Your jurisdiction may vary. (laughs) Depending on particular firearms. But in general, firearms cannot be legally outlawed to a full capacity because of this thing called the Second Amendment. However, there are ways you can more or less sort of ban-ish people sort of kinda from owning firearms. This is why it gets into a huge fucking clusterfuck, but we're not gonna talk about gun rights now. Anyway. The whole notion of the law within Wisconsin is kind of leading to this idea of if you do it right, you can be a vigilante and get away with it. And all the while, the courts can defend you for it. Now, we're not saying that this is happening in this case, though we kind of are implying it, I'm not going to lie. I have some very strong emotions about this, just like a lot of people do. And if you want to know my honest opinion, while he may not be technically guilty from a legal standpoint, there is a lot of wrong and immoral and unjust and just plain bad karmic action that led to these events caused just by this individual alone that while the laws and courts may not punish him, if there is any karmic force out there, this kid is in for the beating of a fucking lifetime. Because, holy fucking shit. Some stupid dumb teenagers go commit vandalism. Some stupid dumb teenagers steal cars. Kyle Rittenhouse as a dumb stupid teenager murders people. And whether he wants to accept that title or not, he has murdered. The question isn't whether or not he murdered. It's whether or not he was justified in his murder. And that's what's really fucked up about it. It kind of leads to this whole culture where murder is and isn't illegal. I mean, you can be a murderer. As long as you know you the right lawyers, the right people, and know the law well enough to get away with it. And Wisconsin's laws in particular kind of lead to this interesting situation where you can have a last man standing self-defense. Again, we're talking about stuff that goes towards a slippery slope argument. We're not saying this is shit that would actually happen, we're just saying that it is POSSIBLE. But again, when it comes down to it, this is anything but a simple self-defense case. And when you want to really look at it in the whole footage and all the videos, there are both situations where he definitely was a provoker and definitely should have not done what he did. He shouldn't have shot in the first situation. I can't prove that there wasn't necessarily something behind him, but there was an opportunity to retreat. Not only that, but the man he shot at did not use deadly force. Let me look up his name, in fact. I am sorry for not knowing it right off hand. I am very sorry for that, actually. I should definitely know that. Oh, and Tucker Carlson supports him and loves him, so you know he's a horrible human being. Well, I guess you don't know it, but, you know, anyone who Tucker Carlson likes automatically gets a negative strike. If Tucker Carlson likes you, you're doing something wrong. Because that guy is a fucking fascist that is molded like a goddamn Ken doll from Barbie and Ken. And he's a fucking evil fascist that needs to fucking go go to hell. I'm sorry, I know I should be more professional about this, but let's be frank. There are just some things that need to be said, and Tucker Carlson needs a good fucking ass kicking. I wouldn't go as far as to say he needs to die, but he needs a damn good ass kicking. Like, just thorough. Not only that, but he tends to be like a little glass cannon. He has to shoot and fire heavy fucking shots at his opponents, but if you even begin to try to sort of insult him, he's going to go running and crying and whimpering. Garen fucking tee it. Anyways, it's not like he's going to fucking hear this anyways, but if he does, go fuck yourself, Tuck. Getting back to the major point at hand, because we did get a bit off track, going back to whole Wisconsin laws and all that kind of thing, and... Finding out this individual's name, sorry, sorry, sorry. I really should know this, I really should. We'll definitely get it for by the end of this, okay? Well anyway, to further go into what we've really got, Basically, this is a really fucking difficult question from a legal standpoint and whether or not any of this was justified. And when it comes down to it, did the courts do their job? Yes, but in the same way that the lazy ass fucking 14-year-old who works behind the counter at McDonald's did his job. You know it's a shitty slap-ass job. Nobody really did what they should have done and there were many procedures that simply weren't followed, and people were fucking morons about it. And as a result, we got shit. (sighs) Do I think that Tyler Rittenhouse is necessarily evil? I cannot prove that one way or another. Only time will tell based on how he behaves from this point on, whether or not his intent was true, or whether or not he genuinely was acting in self-defense. But I'll tell you right now, Tucker Carlson supporting him does not give him a good edge on that. Cause seriously, that guy is just straight up fucking evil incarnate. Like, when Ronnie Reagan died, his soul somehow fused with his. With Tucker. Oh, wait. That would imply that both have a soul, sorry. (laughs) Again, sorry, I'm a bit of a syndicalist. I don't really like these assholes. They're like polar opposites politically. Not only that, but they claim to fight for fucking freedom, but then they take away freedom and they say, fuck you because you're not important enough. That kind of bullshit. Basically, basically, fuck capitalism. Fuck the capitalists. Fuck the American capitalist system. Fuck America. Fuck its shit. Fuck these assholes. Fuck everything about this. America, you can do better. I loved you but you're really fucking disappointing me. It's like trying to love your alcoholic son that just does everything fucking wrong. Gets the police over every fucking night, does all the horrible shit, gotta go at, out at midnight to get him out of fucking jail every fucking time. This is what you've become, America. Know that. Until we start sitting down and shutting up and Fucking thinking for a few fucking minutes. Sorry, I know I'm dropping net bombs like this is goddamn World War II. But. It's just hard. It's just hard. I know many of you in the international community, you probably. Probably see this as a really fucking weird ass pariah. And quite frankly, I don't blame you. I really fucking don't. And I am so, I, I will at least personally apologize for every horrible shit, we, every horrible thing we've done that I know or don't even know. Because, oh my god. I guess if you want to know, legally, Kyle got away with it. Personally, I believe that if there is karma, and personally I like to believe there is, it's going to come at him like a fucking monster. As it should because whether he did it in self-defense or not he still killed people and he had the option not to he had plenty of decisions to make that could have prevented all of this and in fact everyone involved could still be alive today had he simply not gone or his parents had maybe simply told him no or maybe he just didn't feel the need to defend an auto dealership that didn't ask for his protection Or, you know, any million number of things that stupid dumbass teenager could have thought for literally two fucking seconds and go, Hey, that's actually a pretty stupid idea. But what's most important is, can one really claim self-defense when one runs headlong into danger? You have the right to defend yourself, sure, but do you have the right to protect your own stupidity? I think not. Ignorance is the enemy and bane of the world. If you want a real evil axis, ignorance is its leader. And my God, America has plenty of fucking ignorance to go around. All well, he killed two men, so fuck that douche. He killed... Well, fuck you, Wikipedia. You couldn't just say their names like I'm trying to figure out? Ah, killed Joseph Rosenbaum, wrongfully so. And again, Rittenhouse should not have been here at all. He really shouldn't have been. And when he was retreating, he shouldn't have been there again. And... He killed Anthony Huber, too. Remember that. And I hope you fucking find me too, Riddy, Because I would love to meet you personally and show you what you truly need. Because I guarantee you without that gun you are nothing but paper. If you've ever if you're familiar with the anime Code Geass there's one thing that can really be taken away from him for all this. And I know we're getting into a bunch of rambling. But I promise you, this is the last random ramble because we're Pretty much done with this podcast right now, we've got all our notes covered. But... Those who are willing to kill should be willing to be killed themselves. In that, I mean, if you're going to be going out there with the intent of having to potentially kill somebody, you have to accept the responsibility that you're going to potentially die as well, and you need to take responsibility for all of your actions. You are a murderer. You were considered not guilty. You are not considered innocent. You are a murderer. A double murderer. But worst of all, you're a fucking coward. You're a dumbass and you're a fucking coward. And I hope you fucking find this podcast, sir. I hope that anyone who's a fan of this podcast... That would be amazing. (laughs) Sends this your way. And I hope to fucking God that you learn that the hell that you have set before you will be paved in the blood of your own soul. You have murdered not only those two men, but you have murdered your own soul. You are a heartless monster if you do not feel any remorse for this. And with the way you seem to be behaving so far, you've just become the poster child for white supremacy. You fucking fascist, I hope we meet, and I hope it does not go well for you. This is not a threat. I never intend to kill anybody. See, unlike you, I'm willing to announce that. Especially to the people who might consider this a provocation. Like you, dumbass. But anyway, I will not kill you. And if I can avoid it, I will not harm you. Physically. But I want you to know that every day you live, you have stolen the lives and that day of two people who are doing nothing more than standing for their own beliefs and defending against what they saw as a threat A man holding a rifle, no, a boy holding a rifle, who had no right holding the weapon he chose, as he had no strength or constitution to not use it. Anyone can use a weapon. But it takes a real fucking soldier, a real hero, a real defender of truth and justice to not use weapons. Those who would use arms to do what can easily be done with discussion have no place in this world. And you should know this. Anyway, if we haven't scared you off at this point or bored you to death with our ramblings, We'd like to thank you for listening to the entirety of this Tuesday talk. I know it hasn't been easy, and this entire fucking thing has been just one big ass fucking murder fucking clash of fucking cluster fuck hell. And if you want to look into the full legal details of this... There's a video done by Legal Eagle that really shows that this is one really big-ass legal clusterfuck and that Wisconsin's legal system in self-defense and literally every fucking legal system for self-defense in the United States needs to be seriously fucking reanalyzed. Anyways, that's our show. Thank you for listening. And those who wish not to be tread on shouldn't mind where they step. We hope you have a wonderful night.